talking, laughing, shouting, and shaking their fists. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're looking flowers. I'm Andy Jones, the comedian, and as always, next to me is the beautiful. Hi, everybody. Bonnie Scalisi. How are you? Hey, guys. If you found the show, this is. Oh, please share the show. Share the show. And you should also subscribe to me, Andy Jones, the comedian, on YouTube. It's free um, for the wildflowers as well as the Calamity Jones Hour. Um, today is August 11th. 2021 and bonnie what's our topic for tonight jokes, jokes. <laughs> yes we're two clowns but we have a bigger clown in the house do we have anything before we uh bring on this gentleman we're gonna talk very briefly because we're so honored to have him here um nothing really to i don't really i think everything could, right we're, 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 ta- we're taking a break next weekend oh yeah uh, next, next week, week we will not be they, Alan says he can't hear you. Do you have your mic on? He can't hear me. Yeah. He can't hear me loud enough, or he just can't hear me at all. Alan, can, can you hear her now? Uh, clear, yeah, so we're, take, we're taking a, a week off week next off Wednesday. Next Wednesday. So uh, share this show twice. <laughs> so um, I didn't even get a chance to ask our esteemed guest how he wants to be introduced. So I will say something, and then if you want to correct me or add anything, please feel free. We are very honored to have in the house Jackie Martling, and he is known as... The largest penis on the East Coast. (laughs) The largest penis on the East Coast. There you go. So Jackie Martling. What a pleasure to be here. Thank you for coming. Um, you were saying you never do podcasts, but you No, no, I do shit. a lot of them, but I get asked to do so many, and you feel so bad. It's like, who do you think you are saying no? But like, there's too many, and you you know, you know, need your nights off, your days off, and then if you're supposed to do something, and you guys, you know. But then you guys asked, and you were nice, and you were cute, and, you, and we were backstage at the Nelson thing, which was a big deal. And yeah, everybody that was, was, that was wonderful. Know, it was all about doing things for other people and uh so i'm here you know you're a couple babes and i'm an old guy you know do the math i I thought we caught you at a vulnerable moment yeah you know i'm a big boy i know how to say no you know i i could work with cuomo oh my goodness all right so you are the joke man can we talk about how long you've been the joke man sure you can do anything you want um And, and if people I have, have been telling jokes about... forever and ever and ever, but I actually got the name, the joke man, from a guy named Rick Dees, who was the top disc jockey in Los Angeles and had a nationwide, what was called a top 40 countdown show long before you guys were born, where they, he would play the top 40 singles of the week, literally put them on LPs, wax LPs, and count down from 40, 30, and mail them 
to all the markets, like in Jersey and, and in Michigan, whatever. And he would put jokes of mine that he would get off my dial joke, which I still have. And then at one point it got so dirty, he asked me if I would make some jokes, especially for him. And I did. And uh, he said, well, I'm going to tell him that you're a crazy dentist. I said, how's that help me? And he said, let me call you back. And he called me the next day and he said, how about this? You're Jackie the Joke Man Martling, the guy from New York that knows all the jokes. And I said, sure. And meanwhile, I was already on the Howard Stern show. And all of a sudden, I was Jackie the Joke Man Martling. And everybody has always assumed that Howard named me that. I, I or I that. named myself that. And meanwhile, I was named it by somebody who was exactly 180 degrees. Howard was dark and nasty and crazy. And this guy, Rick Dees, was absolutely, totally white bread. You know, uh, he was the king of Los Angeles. But he used to give out my dial joke number. It's still, it's still valid, 516-922-9463. And he would tell his Los Angeles audience that that was Tom Selleck's home phone number. Wow. And the thing went crazy. What and is the number? 516-912? No, 516. No, oh, Jesus. Five, <laughs> how do you find your way home? 516-922-9463. <laughs> this is our house. <laughs> Five one six nine two two nine four six three and dial a joke and you'll get a random joke every time. Well, you get the How same joke. How'd you joke. set that up? That's so cool. I, I don't. I used to change it every day. My my future ex-wife. <laughs> you know that's an old joke, but she really was at the time my future ex-wife, and we we changed it every day. Every day, seven days a week wow. for seven years. Oh my God! And it was and they used to call it from WBAB every morning at eight o'clock for two or three years in the early eighties. And it was, it was crazy. And I, that, and I, that joke line is what got me governor's comedy shop. That's why they came to me. I, I started governor's comedy shop. Wow. I, I, I've somebody heard about said, that. Somebody said, that, well, they're going to close this down because the neighbors are complaining that it's a rock and roll joint. And neighbors were getting closer and the bands were getting louder. And they said, why don't we put comedy in here? Somebody said, hey, why don't you get the guy with the dirty joke line? And they called me. Wow. And we went over there and said, put a speaker here, put a speaker here, put a microphone here, and we'll have a show. All right. That is so cool. So so as far as the, uh, the telling jokes, were you one of these kids when you were a little kid in school that would Forever, tell jokes? Ever. You know, and like, get, look you out, got in trouble? I mean, for... Forever and ever. I mean, I, I've always been the last guy in the bar, at the party, oh. getting stoned on ass or whatever. I was always the last guy standing telling jokes. You know, if you're a person that sits around and tells jokes, like I tell a joke and you tell a joke and you tell a joke, by the time it gets back to me, I've got 10 of them lined up in my head. And I, I've known all the jokes forever. But now and then I hear one I haven't heard before, which makes my day. But I've always listened and always stayed up. You know, I just have listened. You know, people come and say, I got a joke for you. People, oh, don't bother them. Let, let them bother me. Because <laughs> sometimes, you know, it slips through the crack. And it's so stupid. I mean, I'm 73 years old. And that's what I do is tell jokes. That's what I'm known for. We're just kind of well, dumb. It's like, hey, I'm the world's best coal miner. Like, who gives a fuck? But you me? have a great memory to do that. Like, I have. What I, are we talking about? <laughs> is it okay if we say a couple of people are tuning in who want to say hi to you and have some questions for you? I love we, we that. Want, <laughs> uh, Robin DeVito is, is saying hi. Bill Hansen, 
Michelle asked, and she's saying, hey, Jackie, uh, uh, Bruno. Slower. I didn't Am I supposed to know who these people are? No. Uh, maybe not. Some, oh, of, oh. some of them say I they know you. Bruno, I'll tell you right Bruno. Now, anybody who wants a few jokes, you can email me, jokeland at AOL.com. And I answer all my emails, and I always get emails, you don't answer these. Yeah. And, I, and I write back, yes, I do. You do actually answer That's so cool. And you wouldn't believe who, I mean, I hear from, you know, the, the internet is fantastic. Like, you know, oh, I hear you on a radio show years ago. Like, yeah, what show? The Howard Stern show. Like, you're the Jackie, you know, it, it, it's, it never, it's never not. And it's fun. also on YouTube. So people could like, I just brushed up and watched a few episodes of you on the Stern show because I used to listen to it going to work a years ago. A friend of mine just sent me a link and I don't know what the link is because it's 11 hours oh my Lord. of me on the show. But it's mainly them breaking my balls because that's what they did. You know, they picked on me and broke my balls because I could defend myself. You know, and half the time I was giving Howard nasty things to write about me, which, mm -hmm. to say about me, which people still can't quite wrap their heads around, you know. The one I watched last night was you were on a show, um, some, some show that this other guy beat you out on a star search star search you never heard of is it that long ago wow <laughs> no I, I don't watch those shows so don't go by me because that yeah. was a that was a big deal in the age not not losing it. i i was actually on the second wave of it no you but did when that very started, well when, when that started but they were giving a you a hard time deal. about it they were like he was like i told you not to do that show because that's how he <laughs> is. Howard told me when you, when you left for los angeles to go do that show he said I thought you were going to get discovered and we we're never going to see you again. That's that, but that's what he says in private with the behind mic closed yeah. doors. And then when he gets in front of the mic, then he's tearing you apart. Which is fine. That's that's the yeah. ball game. You know, it's professional wrestling with microphones. Yes, you know? yes, yes. Uh, now, are you guys are lovers. Uh, no. No, 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 no. No, we're, we're just eaters, we're, actually. we're friends. <laughs> we're lovers of the human race. Why? So you. I don't think you have to call yourself because somebody has to still believe in love. <laughs> when somebody <Tech>. what? <laughs> we're what trying to divert that question. Uh, no, no wait. No. <laughs> no, no, no. But what what did that thing do when you just hit this that? This is a random screen button. So if you hit it, when it's awkward, she hits the button. <laughs> oh, so I didn't, I didn't delete what you're talking myself. about. No, 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 no. So no. I don't think you. Uh, you know, I. I it's pretty stupid for a guy who calls himself Jackie the Joke Man Martling to say this, but I don't think you really need to call yourself Mandy Jones the comedian. Well, why I... don't you call yourself Mandy Jones not a hooker? <laughs> you know, I call myself just by my name. Now, are you a comic? Joke? I am a comic. Uh, yes. Why don't you have it in your name? Because um, I don't identify as a comic. I have a lot of other things that are going on as well. Uh, is this so. one of those she, she, them, it? No, no, no. I, I just, you know, no, I, I do it as a like a hobby. On. There's a great show on called In the Dark. And the guy who put it together, I don't know how much he writes it or how much he created it. But he's absolutely brilliant. And he's the stepson. My buddy's, my buddy's common-law wife. So this kid was his stepson. And I was trying to read up about the guy because I guess his, first, his actual father disappeared or something. And I tried to find something. And I was reading something that he wrote about himself, about his life. And he went from referring to himself as a he and a she 
just I, I could feel it was just a fuck you to this whole movement. You know, you know, I, ever since I, I did this, I remember pe people would say to me, why is she doing that? And I'd say, because I like doing that, because that's the kind of guy. I, and, and it just went back and forth. And I realized he's just fucking with people, you know, because it gets so crazy. So so you're they. You're, yeah, what do you identify as? I'm just I'm just a regular person that kind of stumbled into comedy so you and dabble in comedy i dabble in what it. Do you not, what yes. do you not when you're not dabbling what are you doing i'm, re, I'm a retired kindergarten teacher retarded <laughs> retired retired how do you retire from that you work for 32 years and then you collect yeah, a big fat ass pension <laughs> and you so, you're, you're not old enough to be i am old enough you wink, wink. i am i worked right out of high school but um <laughs> right out, so out of college i met three no, I, I was allowed to retire at 55. Wow, that's With 32 a, years in. That's a speed limit. Yes. That's, that is great. Yeah. I, I got a buddy who, who worked for the railroad, but he worked there right out of high school for like and he's I rich think 25 now. years, and he retired know, at almost done. full salary at like 48 years old. Yep, yep. I also know a guy that worked for the Secret Service, and they get paid a lot of money, and he put in his 20 years... And then retired at like crazy benefits and crazy money. Yeah, the benefits but his job are great. For Twenty years was he got to take a bullet if it happens. Yeah, that, but you know he he, he basically went around and, and followed Clinton and and you know and watched who Clinton was banging. You know, <laughs> you know it, it wasn't, it wasn't, that's funny. You know, the only thing he had to worry about getting shot by is is by oh you know by mad husbands. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But oh. these people like retiring at oh, fifty. I didn't, you know, I didn't think that's where you're going. Fifty-five. Well, uh, one no, of our... explain yourself and talk loud because your mic is not working. When you were saying the only thing they were going to get shot by, I thought you were going to say something about bodily fluids, but then you went <laughs> see, with see, his yeah. jokes are clean. I love the kinda. way I love the way you know people go there. You know, people. Oh, well, you were, oh you she's were... a stupid, wretched whore. I only say that because Jackie's here, because that's how, he, and that's not how I talk at all. You know, people say. Uh, you can't really come to dinner at my house because my grandmother's going to be there. And I, and I said to people, do you understand that I was on the Howard Stern show for 18 years? And for all those years, we were on terrestrial radio. You couldn't curse. You right. couldn't go over oh, the, the line. The FDA was like always, that, that was his nemesis. FCC. FCC. I was close. We weren't selling milk. We were telling stories. But, but the point was, people, the show was so crazy that people can't believe you know, I never yeah. got I never got bleeped for cursing once in eighteen years. That's amazing. You know, because it wasn't a dirty show. I'm and I believe it or not, I'm not a dirty guy. I sit there and I yell at my girlfriend, I said, I don't curse so much. She's like, You're jacking the joke. And I said, Yeah. And when it's time to be dirty, I, you know, I'm like a gunslinger. You know, like a like a, a gunslinger doesn't walk into the delicatessen and take out his guns and say, Give me a ham sandwich. He takes out his guns when it's time, you know. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. Well, uh, you're only the joke man. Sometimes you could turn it off. I feel like Mandy Jones is a comedian never to stop. I'm like waiting for joke, her to start. I feel like the joke keeps writing itself. Oh, okay, okay. Well, well I like your your. Yeah, so it's your, an ongoing. Her mission statement is life is a joke. Just some people don't get it, right? Okay. Right. That's yeah, her mission like, statement. Like my friend, she texted me the other day that her goldfish died, and I said, "Well, if it makes you feel any better, my grandmother died," and it didn't. And you, did she really die? Yeah. Her, her oh. grandmother and the goldfish really died. They didn't have the same it name. Was a beta fish. <laughs> did they have the no, same name? no, they didn't have the same name. Oh, a betta fish is very durable, so that's that's no, a good. No, two to four 
four years. <laughs> you know that joke about the lady who says to the kid next door, what are you doing? He says, I'm burying my goldfish. I'm burying my dead goldfish. Is this a joke? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she says, why are you digging such a big hole? He says, because he's inside your fucking cat. Oh, that's <laughs> now, good. See? Now there's a dead goldfish led to a dead goldfish joke. As far as your grandmother, I don't know what to do about your grandmother. <laughs> well, it leads into a series of grandmother jokes. Okay. Well, uh, Terry McNeely said that he had your album Hot Dogs and Donuts on cassette. He loves you. Um, uh, my fanboy. Yeah. He, Joan Krupiasha is saying hi. Good evening to the, to you. Your your um your dad is saying. Oh, I messed up. She said fuck fuck them. This is a joke. I was close. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. It's hot dogs and donuts is a very interesting situation because number one, the 30th anniversary of the release of that album is coming up. Oh, and now everything is politically correct, you know, and you got to be careful what you say. And they just outlawed. Now you can't believe it or not. They're going to rename the insect gypsy moth because it's offensive to gypsy gypsy is offensive. I don't know what. I, I I would I would dare them to find one gypsy that's offended by that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I dare them to find one gypsy. They hide so well. Yeah, yeah. So meanwhile, hot dogs and donuts was the direct result of censorship. Ooh. In 1995, I put out put out an album called Sergeant Pecker, which is a fun plan words. And I used to sell my CDs on the Howard Stern show. And there was a place called uh, West Telemarketing. Now I'm sure they still have these. You know, if you you know you want to buy Jackie's album, call one eight hundred three two three King, and you dial the album. I mean, dial the number. What can I help you? Yes, I want to buy Jackie's CD, Sergeant Pecker. And then they do what's called an upsell. Would you also like to buy the cassette? Would you like to buy a mug? Would you like to buy a T-shirt? And you wouldn't believe because these people already had their credit cards out, and they're all. This is way this. 40 years before Amazon, where people love getting stuff in the mail. It's like the Wells, Far- the Wells Fargo wagon is coming down the street, right? Mm. So people buy all this stuff. And after a while that Sergeant Pecker was out, Nancy calls me up and she says, Jackie, we can't sell Sergeant Pecker anymore at West Telemarketing because the little old ladies that answer the phone are all Mormons and they won't say Pecker on the telephone. Uh. And I said, but a pecker is a chicken's beak. And David Pecker owns, you know, the, the whatever, the, that magazine. I mean, you know, it's not an inherently dirty word, pecker. Now, if you hear it's, pecker. It's just in how you use it. Yeah. It's like, it's so, like the motion of the Sergeant ocean. Sergeant Pepper was so obviously a goof on Sergeant Pepper. But the girl said they refused to do it. So I went and I said, Howard. I can only sell Sergeant Pecker for a couple more days because they're going to stop selling it. So we, we announced that, and I sold like fifteen or twenty thousand dollars worth of CDs in two days. And then they wow. yanked it. So when I did my next CD, I named it Hot Dogs and Donuts, because if you take if you could take a donut, I'm losing my audience. I'm Sorry, to talk to you. we just have the wrong person's name on our podcast. We have somebody that she had on on Friday and, and one of our listeners was telling us to fix it. So we're, we, we're oh, trying. Of a great story. Now, now <laughs> sorry, I'm angry. sorry. Now I'm angry. Don't, don't be angry. Uh, here, have some wine. <laughs> we lost, we lost the whole, yeah, never mind. It, it was about the pecker. 
$21,000 in sales. No, the point was the name, next CD was named Hot Dogs and Donuts, which is like a hot dog going into a donut. And that, but, and you had, but, a, and you had to rename it because you of really, that? No, I didn't yeah, rename it. I just made the next CD that because I thought it was a funny story right, because... How could they take that away from how you? Could they, how could they take that one away from us? So I apologize funny. for doing that. I'm well, so sorry. And why, now, why did you wreck the story? Don't worry about it. Yeah, somebody... You'll never know. <laughs> somebody was trying to help us um, in, in the, um, in the, in the comments. World, and we <laughs> so Terry McNeely says one what of the best... What was wrong in the cyber world? We said that you were Dana McAllister, which you're obviously not. <laughs> that was it. You, you are not Dana McAllister. So you wrecked Dana McAllister's story, not mine. So fuck, fuck him and fuck you. Dana's a woman. <laughs> so, fuck her too. I'm sorry, Dana. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, speaking of Jackie being a woman, um, Dana, uh, go ahead. No, T Terry McNeely was saying one of the best days was when he was filming the affair for Showtime at a house in Nassau County, and Jackie walked past him in a bathrobe going for a swim. <laughs> so Terry's had a lot of encounters wow. with you. Did, and, and did you ever see the affair? It was a great show. I have not. Well, Siri. I, it's either the third season, episode four, or the fourth season, episode three. The entire episode is my yard because they were having a birthday party for a five-year-old. And so the entire thing was, I mean, my neighbors were not thrilled, but it was so much fun. <laughs> and I made a lot of money and they were all just great. And so now I have a, an hour television show of a party at my house. The only problem being, it's nobody I know. <laughs> but it's great. It, it, it's I, like a I, reality I, show. It was, no, it wasn't a reality show at all. It was a, an actual film. I, yeah, and it was, it's, it's too, it, it, they, it, they looked at everything at that show from two angles. Like if you and your husband, and this is how you tell the story and this is how he tells the story. It was really interesting, really creative. And they came and said, can we use your house? I said, yeah, you got a checkbook. <laughs> so he was there as an extra, your friend? Or he's working on the crew? Uh, Terry, were you an extra? I think he, he said, I said, Terry Jackie, what are you doing here? And he said, I live here, baby. That's what your response was to him. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. That's everybody playing Howard Stern. That, that's everybody putting words in my mouth that I would never say, you know. I don't. I think uh, Terry's. Uh, I live for a baby. Terry's very really honest. Saying, He's a really very honest me, guy. Can you really see me saying, I live here, baby? <laughs> Terry didn't want you to He was a stand in. <laughs> well, Terry, did you have a speaking role on that show? No, just a stand in, obviously. All right. No, I, if I called you baby, I think that's funny, but I don't think he, I do. Doubtful. Well, you know what? People remember things in their own unique way. So it's, it's, world, all, you know. it's, it's all, you know, relative. What's on your bucket list? You two on this table. <laughs> oh, I want to go to Africa to see the animals. And I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Uh, what kind of go to the zoo. I, told a, I told a joke to Paul McCartney. I smoked pot with Willie Nelson. That's so cool. I was in a one major motion picture and cool. I was on a the world's greatest radio show for 15 years so I've done a few things you know I never had any kids but that ship sailed um 
I have a I have a uh, documentary they did on me that's out, and it, it was done just when the pandemic hit. And now that everything's lifting, we're trying to get into film festivals, but it's very hard because everything's transgender and Asian and blacks and you know. They don't want to hear they, well, all the white Hey, we got yeah, we we got a we got a, a white guy <laughs> from a very wealthy area that tells dick jokes, and they're like, you know, the next. come back, Lena. So, so we're gonna take oh, that around, man. but I think we're gonna put that in a van and take it around from city to city and show it and. Do Q and A, and and I look forward to doing that. that and that's not even a bucket list because I think that's actually going to happen. Oh yeah. I have no desire to get in a spaceship. <laughs> yeah, who who thinks that's the, a good idea? What the I, fuck I, is wrong I agree with you. People? I don't know what's wrong with people. A spaceship that's shaped like a penis. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, it's, and it's almost as big as mine. <laughs> no, you know. Uh, you know, bucket list of for things to straighten up and get you sane. For things to go back to normal. Well, they and they never were. I, I was just telling my friend today that we we're talking about Clinton and and you know and Monica, and I said, can you imagine the country being in such good shape that the lead story in the newspaper and on the news? Was the president getting a blowjob in the Oval Office? <laughs> that was the news. That was that was the that was worst big thing story. That was happening. Yeah. You know, like how gentle a world. You know, it's oh true. Um, one of our friends from Street Fighter, Peter Varek, he Street wants Street Fighter, Street Fighter, the Rolling Stones tribute band. He wants to ask you a question. Is that okay? No. <laughs> Let's hear it. He said, "What year was it that you started on the Bob Buckman show in WBAB?" Nineteen. 19- 80. Dial Joke was out. I wouldn't I, remember. I started Dial <laughs> Joke in 1979, and I think it was 1980. No, maybe it was. That's when later. I graduated maybe high like school. 1982. <laughs> there was a guy named Brian Battles who was on Saturdays. And he said, Jackie, can, can I call 9221 on my Saturday show? And I said, sure. And he did it. For like a week or two, and everybody loved it. And of course, like all good program directors, Buckman said, "Well, I'll have that." You know, I mean, but that's the that's the job of like the weekend guys to try stuff out. You know, and uh, and Bob Buckman called my house. He said he was calling nine two two one, but he really was calling a special machine because I make a special tape for him and Perry Apollo, where I tell jokes that were very close to being too dirty for the radio, and I would insult the piss out of them and then I'd get dirty and dirtier and finally I'd get so dirty that he'd hang up on me set off a bomb oh my God. and then play the top number one hit of whatever's the hit rock and roll song that week and he did it at eight o'clock in the morning every every day five days a week for about two years I mean there were bumper stickers nine to do wine and I helped host stuff and everything and it's funny because the first day stuttering John came on the Stern show he walked in and he looked at me. He said, "You're the guy, you're the guy from PAB." <laughs> That's awesome. But so, and Buckman remains an old friend. I just spoke to Perry Apollo just a couple of days ago. She's, you know, that was a long time ago. It was so great. So, I still go on BAB. I was on there like a week or two ago with uh, Roger and JP, and they're great guys. 
and I go in there and just and just kick ass, and I just can't believe it's been forty years. It's you know, doing radio is so fun, you know, because I tell stupid jokes you can't miss, you know. So somebody was saying about you know stumping the joke man. You have such a good memory that you remember like so many jokes. Oh. You could just pick them up out of thin, like you could just. I, just, you know, I can't even remember five minutes that I I've been practicing like for th them three years or, now. Organically, my whole life. Do you organize them in your brain like in a well, certain they're, way? They're, they're just in there, you know. I, I remember that I had files and files and files and files, and I was so upset when computers hit because I knew I was going to transfer, had to transfer all that crap into the computers, and. Uh, but I've just always known the jokes. And then uh, I had a band in the 70s and people come up to tell me a joke because we told jokes on stage. And people always come up and say, I got a joke for you. I say, all right, I'll count down from 10. When I get to zero, if I don't know the joke, I'll buy you a drink. Never bought a drink ever. Wow. That was in 1975, five years before I ever went on a comedy stage. That's amazing. I just have always known. The, the thing, what the funniest thing is not that I know the jokes. The funny thing is that I always thought Everybody did. You know, I was just talking to my cousin John. I said, you know, growing up, you don't you don't realize that everybody's team doesn't go to the World Series every year. You know, we're so spoiled yeah. by the Yankees. Oh, yeah, we're going to World Series. And my father was politically connect connected, so we're going to a World Series game. We're going to another World Series game. And, you know, my uncle's in politics. And it's like, you don't realize that everybody doesn't have that. And... And it's really crazy. And I just assumed I grew up in America. And I was a wise guy, a little kid, ball breaker. And I knew jokes. But I figured every kid that grew up in America knew the same jokes I did. Okay. And then I yeah. jumped on stage at Catch a Rising Star one time. And I, I told a really filthy joke. And I brought the house down. And on my way out, the, the host said, yeah, that's a really funny joke. You ever think about doing this? Come on, <laughs> you know that joke. He said, I never heard that joke. I said, you never heard that joke? Yeah, it's a great joke. Yeah, most people haven't heard And he was the them. host at Catch Rising Star in Manhattan. His name's David Say. He's still a good friend 40 years later. And the light bulb went off. I said, man, if the host at Catch Rising Star hasn't heard that joke, maybe there's other people that haven't heard those jokes. And the truth is, nobody has. The yeah. people that have heard them have forgotten them. And the people it's that true. still know them don't mind laughing again because they like hearing me tell them. So I got, you know, I'm... I'm shooting rats in a trap. You know, when I started, the comedians were like, oh, that guy from Long Island tells old jokes. But then they meet me They're one new at to a time and they find out, them. holy Christ, that guy's really fucking funny. Absolutely. You know? My boyfriend tells me jokes all the time um, that I he, I don't have a good memory. He I knew them as, bo as a boy. He tells them to me, and they're freaking hilarious. Uh, so, Bruno, one of our listeners, wants to know, what's your favorite venue to perform at? Because we saw you at Governors, <clears throat> obviously that's probably um, one of them. I, I hadn't been on in, on a stage in Governors in a long time, but I about once a year I do the the uh, the brokerage or the other place out east, and those are great, great clubs. Any place that's a good McGuire's, uh, McGuire's, any place that's a good square, tight crowd, people in close, packed in with a good sound system. It doesn't matter where it is. And, it, it, you know, Rascals used to be incredible in, in West Orange, New Jersey. It was 450 people in a big rectangle and with a great sound system. It just would bounce them off the walls. And years before that, there was this place in Jersey called Club Benet, which was the same thing, but it was 700 people. 
and packed in. They were so, so great. And, and I used to get paid in cash with, you know, you almost had to walk out with a satchel. Wow. <laughs> you know, and, and, and there's some places that are horrible, you know. It, it always breaks my heart when there's a, a comedy club or any kind of venue that doesn't have a good microphone or a good sound system. It's like, that's all we got to sell, is what we're saying. Yeah, it's, it doesn't take a lot. We're not selling ice cream. We're not selling hot dogs. All we're selling is what we're saying. If they can't hear us, we're screwed. And they don't, people don't go home saying, you know, it wasn't a good sound system. It wasn't a good microphone. They go home saying, that guy wasn't so funny, you know. Because they couldn't hear it. Yeah, so. We have a couple of people that are asking, and it's up to you. If you could tell some jokes now, it's up to you. If you don't want to, we don't have to. <laughs> yeah. You want to hear a dirty joke? Yeah. <laughs> a girl goes to the high school prom, and next day she sends her mother a text. Mom, the prom was great, but now I'm at the beach, and I'm freaking out. I got cum in my hair. Oh. So her mother sends her back a text. Honey, listen. Sometimes when you're blowing a guy and he wants to shoot on your face, he'll pull his dick out of your mouth and they can't really control where it goes. And sometimes it accidentally winds up in your hair, some of it, but it's not a big deal. Just jump in the water. It'll wash right out. And the girl sends her mother back a text, mom, thanks for the information, but I meant to type gum. <laughs> <laughs> the, the mom has more experience than the daughter. Oh, uh, that's a great joke. That's Kristen great. Tinsley said, tell the turtle in the bar joke. Does that ring a bell? Kristen's one of our good friends. No, that's a visual joke. I'm not telling a visual joke. And besides, oh, it's I'm, an individual I'm too locked joke? in in my seat here. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. I just have to that's do a, the, tell um, her. Tell her that is a great, great, great. It's joke. a great joke, but he's not going to tell it here. So we are just going to quickly do our sponsor, which will take less than a minute. Keys. Keys loves jewelry. Stainless steel jewelry. He's like, what? Stainless steel jewelry. Oh, this guy's amazing. Sounds very high All nickel end. and tarnish free. Keys Cutlery. He sells knives and swords Did and self-defense equipment. Did he ever hear of gold or silver? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it sounds, but it, like, it, but sounds it, like he has it. But it is <laughs> But it is excellent quality at reasonable prices. I actually bought a taser from him. Uh, you can shop online, keyslovejewelry.com. I'd buy some silverware from him. He probably sells that. He has really cool stuff. I'm uh, take a look on there. See? Wow. Um, and keyscutlery.com. Lala's I, Flea I Market. I can see the screen from here. 1075 Portion, 10, 1075 Portion Road in Farmingville, New York. His telephone number is 631-379-1781. All right, let's give him a good plug. What's his name? Oh, we love Key. Key is a comedian. Uh, Key Fitz. Keys and his wife Teresa, and they own a business. Yes, and they own a business, and we are really supporting small businesses more than ever before now, uh, because I want you to be a, an advertiser on my podcast too. Awesome! <laughs> so I'm here to steal your sponsors. <laughs> That's all right. We're working on one other sponsor right now. Me and Mandy are not business savvy. <laughs> what's your What's your other sponsor? <laughs> What's we're not. We're both not a salesman. Well, which is Come on, let's sell them. What? what? Those guys just now? No, the the, the one you're trying oh, to get. Oh, it's it, my daughter works for a new place that opened up in Lindenhurst. My daughter's 22, and her friend is in her mid 20s, and she opened up a cookie place called uh, 
Chokey cookies or something like that. Can I say something? Real quick? And it's, it, the it cookies would be, are amazing. It would, be, it would help her so much if you knew the name of it. That would really. Chokey cookies in Lindenhurst. I knew a guy that worked for Fox. Uh, I love Fox. A guy worked for Fox Television. I hate Fox, but this was Fox Television in Chicago. He was a huge Stern fan, and I met him. Oh. And he was a great salesman, and he had a friend. This is 20 or 30, so long ago. He had a friend that was a genius on the computer. He had another friend that was a chef, and he's an incredible salesman. And the three of them went into business. They were going to sell on the internet black and white cookies. I've never gone back and looked. I've now it's Googled offensive it. now. No black and white cookies anymore. Oh, oh, that'd be so funny if they ruled those. Oh, my God. I never. See, who see knows? Where, who knows? See where your mind went? Uh, uh, the, the first thing. Gypsy that... Moth cookies. <laughs> black and white cookies are so classic. And they, and they were it's making like a Jewish them and thing. shipping them. And this is, you know. God, it's hard to believe there was a time before Amazon, let alone a time before cell phones, let alone a time before email. My God. I'm uh, from that world. I still am trying to... Ma I only uh, discovered social media three years ago, three and a half years ago. And Mandy helps me with everything. I can, I've never ordered anything through Amazon. Not, not well, I order a lot of stuff from Amazon, but I'm still jokeland at AOL.com, and I get laughed off the planet every time I announce that, but I don't care. I, I didn't like Gmail. I went on them like, this is not a friendly, this is not a friendly way to send email, you know. So, I actually hate Gmail as well. I have Gmail, and I... I'm not I good with like email it. either. If you want filthy jokes, email me, jokeland. I'm going to email you with help. I send, Mandy will I help send me. so many jokes to people. <laughs> So many jokes. So do you want to tell any us about anything that you want anyone to know? You know? Um, my documentary is called Joke Man, and it should be out soon. I'm in Las Vegas. Uh, not this weekend, but the next weekend, if it's open. People are telling me they're closing down Las Vegas. And no. Clo closing down Nevada. Are you kidding me? No. Not, clo not closing it down closing so people can't go there oh. so i you know who knows anything you know i don't know i'm, I'm at the plot the comedy works in the plaza which is a great old hotel in downtown do you know las vegas at all right across from howdy partner you know, i've been there like only three times i love it i wish i could live there <laughs> you know but i'm excited to go there but jesus it's it's just such a tough time for everybody man you know when when the pandemic first hit the bookers are saying, oh, we got to push this back a month. And then it'd be, you know what? We got to push it back another month. Then, oh, we got to push it back three months times, however many gigs you had. I said, listen, cancel the gigs. And when we come out of this, we'll rebook them. That was like a year and a half ago. Like yep. It just got yep. worse and worse and worse yep. and worse and worse. And now it seems like it's going to now have everybody's a repeat of everything. You know, I've been working some theaters and that and it's great, you know, and they're two thirds full and the people are wonderful. And, and it's like when you get up, there's like nothing happened. You know, I'm 73. So I'm like, I hope this stuff's still in my head. But I go up there and it's like I told the jokes the night before, you know, knock on wood. 
But um, I saw if you things perform, start getting closed up great. again. That's it's oh god. You know, I know Joe at Governors did everything he could with the plastic in the. Oh I yeah, mean, every, oh absolutely. Followed every rule. Every rule. But it's just it's still so hard, you know. You ever have a heckler? Huh? Ever have a heckler? Did I what? <laughs> I didn't ask that question. She did. <laughs> a heckler. Like anybody ever disgruntled? Of course they did. you a problem? So, so many, so many. And I, and I was... Women you know, or men? People don't really heckle me anymore, but uh, for years, for years. But you just men. get so, you're so good at that. But some of the stories are just wonderful. There was uh, that place called, you know, I was on the Howard Stern show and Nutrisystem. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Yes. It was brand new. It was brand new. <laughs> That's what it's and, and they became a sponsor. So I said, all right, I'll do it, you know, to make some money and to take one for the team. So I lost 20 or 30 pounds. And then I put the weight back on. And a couple of years later, I did it again. And then I put the weight back. And I was doing a show at that place. I was called, talking about it called Club Benet with 700 people. And well, this wasn't really a heckle, but I placed up the joke man where people raise their hands and ask me a joke and I tell them the answer. And uh, I have the girls on stage and they try and I make fun of them. You know, I'd, I'd be arrested nowadays. <laughs> but a guy in the back corner, I can still hear the guy. He says, and they're all Stern fans, 700 people packed in. They knew every word. And the guy says, what goes down and always comes back up. And it sounded like a joke I should know. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And I said, I don't know. And he said, you're fucking weight. Oh, that's so mean. I am. No, it was great. The place went batshit. It was so un Another time a guy stood up and said, where's your license plate? And I thought it was a gag, you know, like, yeah. what joke is this? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> he held up my license plate. He stole off my car. And then oh, my God. It. That's crazy. I had, I had a bunch of guys in Rascal South in Ocean Township, New Jersey. And the fans were always great. They loved me, but they'd get really drunk and they'd get rowdy. And there was a table full of guys and they were being a little, and one guy was being especially loud and being a pain in the ass. And I shut him up a couple of times and I shut him up a couple of times. And then I looked down and the guy was wearing a Rangers jersey, like the, the hockey team, the Rangers. And I said, you, out in the hallway, 15 minute penalty. <laughs> like a hockey game. And the bouncer came and took him in the hall. For 15 minutes and he's all right and he came back in that's and he never great. said another word that's most great. creative that's a great that's way to shut someone up creatively heckle in a million years you know? so my boyfriend's coming to the rescue for me the the sponsor is chunkycookies.com c-h-o-n-k-y i chunky as good cookies? as your memory is that's how the opposite is my but memory i don't remember what happened five minutes around ago or they're chunky or you they're tasty C-H-O-N-K-Y ChunkyCookies.com And it's like it's So a now young... they're going to say choke on a chunky cookie <laughs> sounds like I, a... I didn't make up the name It sounds like a sex thing <laughs> Choke on a chunky cookie Maybe she did that on purpose choke on all, this... all young beautiful girls work in that shop In Lindenhurst Where is it? In Lindenhurst, go to Chunky Cookies. Now, oh my yes, God! I is had that. Is that near Studio Theater? I, I. You're asking me. I'm as good. My memory is about as good as my geography. Is it on? I, Wellwood, I went is there, it on Wellwood Avenue? I don't know. I went there with my son. You're promoting your daughter's. <laughs> 
business. I know. You don't know the name. I went there. You don't know the address. <laughs> it's in Lindenhurst. Are you sure it's in Lindenhurst? Yes, that I'm sure of. And, and I tasted one of their cookies that was half peanut butter and half chocolate. And it looked, it looked like a, like a, it looks like, like a, a little pud. And you, you microwave it from, if you don't eat it fresh, you microwave it. It was fucking fantastic. It was like eating. Well, that, that's a good Oh ad. my God. That, that's a good ad. Like an orgasm choke in chunky, my mouth. Choke on a chunky <laughs> cookie. It's fucking fantastic. My mother said that. Oh shoot! I don't think I'm gonna get that sponsor. My mother says choke on my choke on my cookie. Yeah, she hasn't seen it. What do you mean? That sounds fun. Sounds fun. See, and playing around like that—that's the way people remember. So Peter Najek is saying, "Is choke choke cookies? Is it choke cookies? Is it coke cookies?" Choke. All right. So now, now everyone's gonna make fun of the name. I didn't make up the name. It's just the name of the place. And my daughter works there part-time. She's going for a graduate degree. I'm paying for her private tuition at post. So the fact that she has a part-time job and is bringing any money in, I'm happy about that. I grew up around, <laughs> literally around the corner from Post College in East Norwich. And mm. the, the saying back in 1960 was, if you can't go to college, go to Post. <laughs> well, we, she we went bangs, to Buffalo University so for her undergrad. College. And for her graduate degree in speech pathology, she's going to post. And post, I went for for my master's degree. It's it's you know, it's a great college. It's, it wasn't the world's best. It's college very in expensive, the but it's it, it's you in know the richest area in the world. Yeah, they have horses there <laughs> on the campus. It's pretty cool. It's a nice, but you know now she does a lot of her classes online. It's it's a different world. It's just crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not it good the way it is. Like, you know, college is all about being with people, you know, not being yeah. on the internet. Yes. You know. I mean, I had to be quiet today. I was doing a promo for this. <laughs> Alexis was doing, like, uh, like she had a client in there because that's part of it. You know, she has, like, a little kid, and, and, you know, and she's, like, she comes out of the dining room, shh, because I'm, like, Promoting Jackie, Jackie Martling's going to be on this. She comes out. Shh, a client. <laughs> like you this is my quiet, house. So she, I pay the so mortgage on. But it is what it is. So she could sell a cookie. No, so she could. So she could be. Uh, she was online with her college, um, doing the interning of speech pathology with a little boy. Which I, you know, I went in there a couple of times. I slink into the dining room to get my older kids underwear and I like take the underwear and I slink out and she's like shh like like I'm like the bad guy <laughs> there's a whole backstory it's too long to explain it to you I think you just did <laughs> no it's it, it's very so anyway it's worse. it's worse than she said so my boyfriend's saying if Jackie just hears the punchline to a joke does he laugh because he knows the joke like, does he want to try? I don't know. Michael, do you want to try? My my boyfriend has a really good memory for jokes and tells me jokes all the time. I went to bring my car to the, the automotive guy the other day, and he tells me, oh, well, there's just a bunch of shit in the carburetor. There's just shit in the carburetor. And I said, well, how often do I have to do that? <laughs> you, you, you almost told it. I fucked it up. 
<laughs> What's the matter? Shit in the carburetor. Yeah, shit in How the carburetor. How often I got to do that? What's wrong? Shit in the carburetor. Do you have a favorite joke? That's if your favorite. If you could tell no, one I joke. No, I always tell everybody my favorite joke's the last one I told. I got a big laugh. All right, that's I great. really Aww. love. I'll tell you one I really love is because you can tell it's it's so filthy that I very rarely use it on stage because it slows people up because it's so disgusting. But you can tell it to a kid and can tell it to a priest or a rabbi and you can tell it on the radio. A priest and a rabbi? No, you, can tell, you can tell it anywhere. Oh, so it's so could... disgusting I don't use it in my act. You want to tell it here? <laughs> the girl calls the doctor and says, Doc, I have diarrhea. Can I take a bath? And he says, if you have enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's just great. That's just a wonderful, that's so disgusting. It is disgusting. But you can but... talk about poop. You can't talk about sex, but you can talk about poop. Yeah, everybody has poop accidents. So, so Not um, me. Yeah, well, my boyfriend <laughs> says, do you know the joke? The camel goes, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> All right, let's skip over that. No, that that's that's the punchline to a you know, a, a, there's so many different ways to tell that joke, you know. Well, the guy Michael, the, stop it. No, no, that's good. <laughs> it's 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 to get the camel going. You have to blow the camel or something like yes, that. Yes, that he's yeah. told me that joke before. So Bruno wants to know. But wait, can tell, you, tell uh, remind me how that goes because maybe Michael, I, ty, type in how that camel joke goes. No, just, What's really really bad is. He's told me this joke several times, and I laugh every time, but I don't remember a freaking thing about the joke because I have a terrible memory. So a memory is very important to being a comedian, cat, which the, I don't the, have. He's going um, across the desert, and the camel stops. Benny the boiler sucker. I don't know what he's talking oh, about there. Oh, Charlie the boiler sucker. That's one of the. That is a joke that they used to tell at the Christmas party at the comic strip in the early '80s, and. Larry Miller, who's a very, very popular comic and a popular actor and very big-time guy, every year he would make it longer. And he'd make Charlie the Boil Sucker, I think, one year he made it like 45 minutes. Wow. And the punchline is, that, do you know this joke? Michael probably told it to me, but I have no memory, so you can tell it again. The guy gets a job sucking boils off of people. Oh. So he goes to this lady's house and... And Michael, it figures. She says, come in here. And she brings him into the living room and she pulls up her dress and pulls down her pants. And there's a big, huge boil right next to her asshole. Oh, my God. And he starts <laughs> sucking on it and sucking on it and sucking the pus out of it and sucking it and sucking it and sucking it. Does he get money and, for that? And suddenly she cuts this huge fart. <laughs> oh, my God. And he says, lady, you know, it's people like you that make my job disgusting. <laughs> God, which is I, such a such a horribly wonderful joke. Oh, that is right. What do you call him, Benny the Benny the Charlie the Boil Sucker? <laughs> that's insane. But now, see, I'll I'll smile. That's a lot of home. people laughing now. They're like it's laughing. Just, it's just so horrible. You know. It's so horrible that it's funny. Um, so the so my boyfriend's saying the hand job does not work. On the camel says ah ah ah. That's that's the joke he was talking about. And when asked by the driver what you want, now pointing to the mouth, going ah uh ah, -uh. because you asked him to explain the joke. He goes, "Don't, I'm, I'm, don't I make my job disgusting." To get the camel to do, you know. Nancy Weems is throwing up. 
What? <laughs> I guess she doesn't think the boil thing. It is you know, some jokes that are, yeah, you know, cool. some jokes border on on laughing at at the disgustingness of it because that's life. No, life can be disgusting. None of that matters. If it makes you laugh, it makes you laugh. That's all. It that's true. Um, Just like life, right, Mandy Jones, comedian. That's right. <laughs> Fuck them. Life joke. is a joke. <laughs> Fuck them if they don't get it. Or wait, yeah. you, you say it. You say it. Well, no, that, yeah, no. Everything's a joke if not everybody gets it. Life is a joke if not everybody gets it. Because there is I a joke like the, in the end. If I you, like the color of your lipstick. Well, you, you can thank my uh, auntie Robin there. She she's the one that got it for me. Your auntie Robin? Yeah, she probably watching. Your her. family dresses you? Well, no, it's Rob, actually a friend. Robin's <laughs> one of our friends. I was wearing a darker shade. <laughs> like a red. The red was a little too hoary. Yeah, it was, was too, much. too hoary. Yeah, right? it was too much. It's too much on my, on my fair skin. It's, so we went with this too. Ro Robin is very stylish. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. <laughs> I'm just trying to make conversation. <laughs> We wanted you to, so you didn't even want to talk when you walked in because you said you were going to be all talked out. No, not talked out. I just, you know, <laughs> when you first start talking to people, that's when you get to know people and it's nice, you know, and it's fun. You know, you, you don't, wanted that to be fresh and green. Yeah, I don't like, you know, your preamble, you wind up, you know, what did you do today? And a couple of funny anecdotes and blah, 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 you know. So Bruno's saying, um, like, what, what about my question? But Bruno, I don't remember what your question was, so, so I, I apologize. Da David Lange is one of my friends, who's a, also a comedian. David He's tuning Lange in. Oh no, friend. David! Get, sorry. Uh, what is uh, what's the I, I fucked up. Was I? Chunky cookies. We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna get the most advertisement of this of all, and and if they don't take us as a as a sponsor. Then you know what can I do? Well, if it's close to Studio Theater, we could get them, you know, to sell their cookies. Is that in Lindenhurst? <laughs> yeah. What's, cool. What's the worst job you've ever had? This one. <laughs> okay. Uh, I had some beauties. I I was home from college. I was actually home from after college. I, I was taking a break from my band. I came home to New York to get laid and get drunk. What instrument? And yeah. uh, I, I played guitar, but okay. I, I got a job. I'm a drummer. I got a job hauling cement for a bricklayer. And Ooh. I was carrying buckets of cement up a ladder, like a flight <laughs> for this guy, Dominic, who was just off the boat. And I did it all day, and I thought I was going to fucking die. And the <laughs> next day, I said to him, Dominic, I had a nightmare last night about the work I did yesterday. And it, and he wasn't a funny guy, but I swear to God, he said, me too. I said, you had a nightmare? He said, yeah, I had a nightmare about the work you did yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I had lots of, you know, but looking back, nothing, nothing's bad. You know, we, we there used to be a thing called, uh, we just signed up and, you went to work, you know, you went to a place and signed up and whatever work came in, they'd send you out. Me and my two buddies were living in Michigan. We had no money at all. And they sent us out and we were digging ditches in Michigan in the winter. 
but it, the ground wasn't quite frozen, but it was pretty solid. And there was this little piece of crap Irish foreman yelling and screaming. And somebody dug this spade down and hit an electric wire. And it was like, this is, this And the guy said, I, I just hit the light. And he said, keep digging. I'm like, is he out of his mind? Keep thinking. He just said the electric wire. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, yeah. we, we have... got the hell out of there, obviously. I, and then, and like a day or two later, we had one of the jobs I had to do, we were moving carpets. I don't know if you've ever picked up a long, huge roll of carpet. Mm. But it, 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 it just wears the skin off your hands, and they're heavy and unwieldy. And I was, I remember, I, like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but... I'm never doing this again. I'm in theater. So it's almost enough to make me practice my guitar, but not enough. <laughs> well, we have a viewer, Ron Broderson. He wants to know if you know the punchline to this joke. Is that okay? <clears throat> it's okay if you don't. A dog rides into town, climbs off his horse, and swaggers into the saloon, bursts I'm through the swinging doors. Shot my paw. Right. And. I'm looking for the man who shot my paw. The, do you know the punchline? Is that the punchline? That's the punchline, but did it say anything about the dog only had three legs? That must be the punchline. No, the, the, <laughs> the point of the story is it's a three-legged dog rides into town. See, you got the you got It's the not freaking, a three-legged dog. You got the premise no wrong. There you go. The guy's a moron. Hi, Gina Kajemi Coffin. How are you? Taz, the residential artist, is tuning in. She says, oh, no, the skin on his palms. What did he do until it grew back? What is, what is that? Uh, with working with the. No, 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 no. I I missed that that night. I was fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what? joke man, where can we we? Yeah, we we don't want to keep you. We're gonna wrap. <clears throat> I'm getting kicked off. No, you're not getting kicked hour. off. We we usually only go an hour because you know we don't wanna we don't wanna in uh something the guest. We don't want to and make you blow the guest. No, <laughs> we no, don't want to inconvenience the guest. I'm on Twitter oh, okay. at Jackie Martling every day at 4:20 p.m. International Marijuana Time <laughs> is a new joke. Okay. At Jackie Martling, all my gigs are listed on JokeLand.com, and I got Las Vegas, and then in September I'm. We're not near Islip, are we? We're not too far from Islip. We're I'm working like a, a, a big uh, firehouse thing in Islip. And then I'm working at in Northampton at a place that wants me to do clean jokes. And I said, I'll take the gig. I'll just go up there and clean it up. And I'll make stuff up in between. And we'll have a great time. Mm. And then October 2nd, I'm working at the Meisner Theater in Boca Raton, which is always fun. And then I'm working in New Hope, Pennsylvania, which is always fun. And I just signed a deal today to go back to Florida to um, the the West Palm Beach Kennel Club. Ooh. Now, you know Palm Beach is rich and fancy. And why would a kennel club, you know, he said they're having comedians every other Thursday, and I, I quoted him a decent amount of money, and I said you got to take care of me and get me there and wire me around, and I thought that'd chase him away, and he wrote back and said here's the contract. I'm like, I got to go to, 
I got to go to Florida December 16th. With, and you know the nightmare of traveling at Christmas time. But if somebody's picking me up and taking me, what do I care? You know. But who knows where we're going to be by yeah. December? Who knows? Florida could have seceded from the Union. And <laughs> I that, just want to say one thing. moron governor. Holy crap. I know. But I want to say one thing before I forget is that you did some kind of radio thing with Peter Bales. Peter Bales. We and were at, we went we did Donna Drake's show. Okay. But me and Because I promised Peter me, I would bring it up. Uh-huh. Peter Bales. I, Donna you, Drake is is really nice and we did her show to promote the Bob Nelson benefit. Mm-hmm. But me and Peter are working on our own podcast. Mm-hmm. We haven't we haven't released That's it yet. That's what I meant. But it's Do you want to talk about that? Stand up memories with Jackie Martley and Peter Bales and we talk about old comedy stories and So how old, do you how do you like find that? Just in our heads. <laughs> I've known him for 40 years and he he's a history professor. So we talk about history and uh, I'm going to find out in a couple of weeks if I'm related to Theodore Roosevelt, which is going to be so interesting. <laughs> oh, I got a lot. You know, I have so much family history. Like Johan Martling came to Staten Island in 1650. And um, generations, generations. And one of his sons wound up owning a bar in Manhattan that was the forerunner of Tammany Hall. And you can look all this up, and it's it's not a source of pride, but <clears throat> it was the first Tammany Hall. The, the first Tammany Hall was not, there wasn't a hall. They hadn't built that until 20 years later. And Martling's Long Room is where the Tammany Society met. And after Aaron Burr shot Hamilton, <laughs> they went back to my ancestor's bar and toasted him. So, you know, that, oh you know. I remember my ex-wife's, like one of her cousins was Mussolini's top general. And she's like, do I, do I brag about that? You know? But, uh, I would. and, and, uh, that same guy, his, his name was Abraham Martling, but his Nick, I guess the nickname for Abraham is Brahm. And he had a son named Abraham that was really skinny. And he called his son bones. And Abraham was great friends with Washington Irving. And there's actually a character in The Legend of Sleepy Hollow named Brom Bones that's based on my ancestor, Abraham Martling. I mean, this is all on the Google. Wow. You know, but I didn't so know cool. any of this till like 10 years ago. I'm like, this is fascinating. You know. And you did it yourself or a relative? No, you did. As, as Google happens, you know, it's easier to find stuff. Like there's a monument in Tarrytown, a, a revolutionary war monument with like five martlings on it you know it's like you know we went up and we saw it it's you know it's very cool you know it seems like a small world but there was so many less people then you know what i mean it's not like there was you know 20 people out of 10 billion it was like 20 people out of 40 you know so but it was I, fun i don't want to interrupt you but then don't. we we have a great fan of everybody who's on radio bruno um bruno Coppola, and he wants to know, he's, he's been asking a long time, who are your favorite comedians? Which is a great question. It's a little kind of a trappy question. <coughs> it's not because, a trappy question because I'm not a comedian fan. I'm a joke teller. Okay. You know, I love so Red Bruno, I, I, he, you uh, asked that question. I, tell I people, got it in. I tell people Don't blame that, me uh, now. my favorite new comedian is Chris Rock. 
And that, that was already a, a bad answer 20 years ago. But, I, you know, I loved them all. You know, I got a kick out of Kennison, but he could be a jerk. And, you know. I love him. And Carlin could be great and not great. And, you know, but I, I never feel comfortable talking about them because I didn't study them. and I don't know anything, you know. You know, you see David Tell, who's funnier? You know, the, these guys are all great. But I'm not a fan of that. I don't, you know, I'm not invested in it. It's that's a great answer. It's, I, it's know, a truthful it's, it's, answer. It's not, I just don't no. follow that, you know. And and I think it's all relative. Uh, I, mean, I like them all. I'm friends with all of them. I go on this guy's. Uh, it's another thing I do all the time. This guy um, David Feldman. Is oh, a, I love David Feldman. He's a very. Oh my God! I know him from Joe DeVito. He's a he's very so, a very liberal, crazy oh, guy. He's, I'm to the right. He's to the left. But I love him anyway. He does a six I or think seven he's hour podcast. Un- fucking and funny. I call in and he's do so funny. The filthiest. Have you ever heard me tell jokes on his show? No, I actually watch it when Joe DeVito is on as a guest. That's what. That's how I discovered him. And I only watch it when Joe is a guest. Feldman's great. But he's Feldman's awesome. Great. So the two he's of them. Been a, he's been around forever. I mean, he's been a writer. I only for know everybody. it from from Joe, no. but. When I the two of them get going, <clears throat> I laugh DeVito my freaking ass with Omnipop, off. And my girlfriend say that again is one of the owners of Omnipop Talent, and Joe is one of their clients. Oh, I didn't know that. He just did our show at uh, G's Club last um, week. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, last week. <laughs> Jack Sling's thumped. We finally thumped Jackie the Joke Man. No, I. How do I react to that? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that... <laughs> he's a very nice guy, Joe DeVito. Yes, no, yes, he is. He is. He is. He is. Nice but but the chemistry between Joe DeVito and David Feldman. The chemistry that between I Feldman and I laughed my fucking ass off. He is such like, a good like, audience. I'm, 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 I listen laugher. to that podcast. There'll be like four people listening to it. And I listen to it. I'm like, oh my God, this is genius. Goes, and no they, one's they, listening to this. This is fucking amazing. Six or it's seven so hours. It's so fucking money. Yeah, that's what we're trying Funny. Not to do. Right. That's not, that's not what we're I go to on do. his show and I do like 10 or 12 I will, or 15 I will minutes Google of jokes. It. And then I got a seven hour podcast and I got to find my, my little spot because he sticks to <laughs> them wherever. <laughs> and it's, I'm so dirty on that show, and I have like oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely look it up now. A hundred and seven spots that I did on his show. Oh wow! And they, one is dirtier than you believe. I'm, I'm gonna disgusting. look it up now. And he is the greatest. He's the he's greatest so lit. funny, and and I know him through Joe DeVito. That's who I know him from. But the but the interaction between the two of them and the way it goes on, it's like that's how I became a David Feldman fan. And I haven't seen any other show. Tell that. people they they got to you know. <laughs> He's really funny. So uh, uh, hold on a second. Here. I think we're way beyond the hour spot. Yeah. So what are you looking for? You got one other thing to say there? We're usually for? so cool. No, we usually. <laughs> is that David Feldman? I love David Feldman. Hey, 
says, yep, I lost 20 pounds, and I haven't had a drink or smoked a joint in over three months. You guys was honest, are you getting married? Partner says, fuck no, I'm a great catch now, I can do a lot better than her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Blair, such a great, oh, I love when he laughs such, at people's jokes. I love that. He's a great laugher. Uh, Marsha Fitzpatrick wants to know what's your website again? Jokeland. Get it this time. He said it like three times. J O K E L A N D dot com. Jokeland.com. Five one six. Nine two two nine four six three. Since nineteen twenty four, did you? Seventy nine. Forty two years. People say, "Oh, did you get rich off that?" It no. has cost me money. Cost me a fortune for forty two <laughs> years. But it's done so. It's done so. You much. Would never we do it for pay. love, not for the money. Uh. uh <laughs> All right, I detract that statement. <laughs> Thank you so much for your Thank time. Thank you, Jackie. Oh, my God. You were amazing. This is, this is, you guys are very nice. This is very fun, you know. We don't know what the hell we're doing. We're just, you know, we I don't, just I don't get ahead. hyper and get crazy. I just sit and answer the questions. Yeah, you know? no, I appreciate you. You're a little, you're a little grumpy when you came in. <laughs> no, I didn't say it. it. She did. We got through it. <laughs> not grumpy at all. Just quiet. You know, that's not grumpy, you know. Handoffish. You refuse to sit when, in the chair, I, but that's when, okay. When I sat down, <laughs> isn't right, it a comfortable chair? This is there. the Archie Bunker chair. It's very comfortable. Oh, I didn't sit in the chair till we started. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's right. which is fine. We but you're being an asshole. I, I didn't I say it. Why would I sit in a chair before? I told you I didn't want to talk beforehand. No, I know. No, because it would be fresh and new. Right. That's not being grumpy. That's being that's show business. No, no, no you're a hundred percent right. hundred percent right. I retracted. Okay. I didn't say anything. But I do. I'm sorry. I said I like your looks. <laughs> She's hot. So it is what it is. <laughs> Everybody saying awesome show. Thank you, everybody. Marsha Fitzpatrick goes, I wasn't on when he said it. Oh, okay. The website. Everybody, please share the show right now. Share it. Jackie's amazing. We want everybody, you know, he doesn't need us. He's, he's an entity unto himself.